The following podcast contains both funny and serious things, including an extended rant about Dig.com. In no way does this rant reflect the larger opinions of the MEP report about Dig.com, its affiliates, or subsidiaries. Okay, that's a lie. Actually, we don't like Dig.com, its affiliates, or subsidiaries, but we do like the people who go to Dig.com and then came to find the MEP report, and that's really more important. If you are a woman who is nursing, pregnant, may become pregnant, or once read this really cool story about pregnancy on Dig.com that got pulled before it hit the front page because Kevin Rose doesn't like pregnancy, you should consult your doctor before listening to the following show. We now present the MEP report. Last bastion of non-disingenuous, non-hypocritical, pro-democratic comedy left on the internet. We hope you dig it. Let my home back in Omaha See if I can make it out in the world And I got as far as Wichita Suddenly I wasn't sure Anymore Lost all my friends in Los Angeles And I'm not welcome in New York But I must stop back in Omaha Where the fans they always crying out for in that case, since Russ is silently or not silently ready, welcome to Rep Report number 29, May 10th, 2006. Welcome. So, hi. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And uh, welcome, welcome to us. What's going on, everyone out there? This is a three-person Rep Report today. We have myself, Russ, and some guy who's a lawyer. Guy who's a lawyer. Please say your name. My name is Andy. That's Andy, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that was like, you were channeling Andy Kaufman there for a second, Andy. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was pretty cool. I was trying. Was I'm awesome. not as good a, a, as you are, but I was I was trying. I couldn't. Well, I always have, you have Hello. to teach me this sometime. My yeah, name is I Andy. I can't tell I how my voice will sound before I, I speak. You speak, what you do is you don't listen. You speak and you feel Andy, and then you speak like Andy. <laughs> By the way, yeah. Andy Kaufman is a friend of the MEP report on MySpace.com. He is? Oh, and you nice. could be, too. And I thought you he was were dead. a famous comedian who's dead. I was just going to say. <laughs> we have some really, you know, if we ever got all the friends on MySpace together, we'd have an interesting cocktail party. General Zod, Grasshopper Takeover, Andy Kaufman, Emus. We oh, you a... know, we just got a new friend also. Um, and there was, an act, you know, a couple actual people, but then also uh, Charles Darwin hopped on board this week. So that was <laughs> of course, exciting, naturally. given right. our like, the evolution discussions. So right, he really course. enjoyed those. He's on board. <laughs> That's good. We're straight for the Galapagos, Charles Darwin. Um, so we have a few things that, we gotta, that we're going to be dealing with tonight, folks. This is going to be, first of all, for those of you who have never heard us before, because we know we had a lot of, lot of people coming to the website for the first time and checking us out for reasons which we will discuss momentarily. So for those of you who are near here, we'd like, you to, we'd like to thank you for listening. We want to welcome you in and remind you to call our number, 206-600-MEP1, and check out our emails and vote for us and all that stuff, you know. But the important thing Greg, has is it, that... Greg, has it occurred for those, to you that the yes. only fruitcakes who call our number... Are, are the guys who who tape things to their paste things to their shirt and uh, well you're not really reaching out I hope to our mainstream audience with this it seems well that's what I was gonna say though the first know. person who the second person who called into our line is actually somebody that we want to want to announce it's a good segue Andy I'm I'm that's really my job but since you've decided to become segue in my place that's mine <laughs> um, <laughs> because 
Next week is our first guest star. We're not counting Clea because Clea is really, as Story said, more of a or Russ said, more of a spot starter She's than a, a guest star. She's a spot starter. She's a, yeah. exactly, yeah. That was Russ's term as a spot starter. So it's really not that. So we, this is our first legitimate guest star next week, and it's actually David from Montana. So the guy who bashed the hell out of me and said that I wasn't funny is actually going to be on our show next week, and he's going to be leading in a series of guests. We're going to have um, Henry Kissinger. Um, I think Jimmy Carter is set up at some point. Um, other people from the and, 70s Andy. political sphere, Brezhnev, no. yeah, uh, Andy Kaufman. We're going to have a lot of people. But no, we are going to have guest stars. So please make sure you tune in to see David from Monta- here, David from Montana versus me and everybody else sort of supporting us. So that's happening next week. But this week, mm. this week we also, want to – yeah. Oh, sorry. This week, Go ahead, Story Russell. is not here. Story is not here this week because he's currently watching Barry Bonds try to tie Babe Ruth the all-time home run record. Steroids. And just in case something happens where he decides to run on the field and, and naked and make <laughs> a fool of himself, which is right. what we're kind of expecting, I do have the game up on MLB TV. So if anything happens where Story catches 714 and is assaulted and broken or something <laughs> like that, I'll announce it for you guys. So we'll be aware of what's going on with him. That, and you would We've know that next week anyway. On, on SBC. You know, if he catches 714, the next thing you're going to hear is us from some multi-million dollar studio because Story will have sold the ball in the following week and, you know, made a fortune for the MEP report. That's that's my dream, anyway, for what happens. So I think anyway. even before that, he'll be like, I'd like to thank MEPReport.com for the ability to catch <laughs> the fly ball that Barry Bonds hit. That's MEPReport.com. Uh, Everyone's like, what? I'll be like, the what? <laughs> he, he's like, you heard you what know, I said. It's about the Ebers. The greatest podcast ever. Yes. Exactly. No, we don't know about that. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> um, I was looking on uh, my Yahoo Entertainment News, where I get Yahoo. most of my, you know, quick entertainment news. He does say Yahoo. And what I found was that I prefer, I prefer they are about to Greg, Yahoo, not Yahoo, Yahoo. I think there are a bunch of Yahoos who run Yahoo. Yeah, so I think it's Yahoo. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. there's a Knight Rider movie that has just been, but they just bought the oh, rights yeah. to a Knight Rider movie. Yeah, and you heard about this? I was trying to decide how, who you would get to play the David Hasselhoff character that wouldn't just be a joke. Like, David how, I mean, Kit, <laughs> you pull him the back. like 180 years old. Along. There's your and answer. And he's in jail. For, I would for go like for Freddie you know? Prince Jr. That's my vote, Freddie oh. Prince Jr. <laughs> ah, there you go, there you go. Right, is anyone looking? Did you, you know, guys like this? Did you guys like this show in the 80s? Or was you I know the only who one? I would yeah. vote for. I have to admit, yeah. when I was a kid, I liked Knight Rider. I love the You car. know who I would vote for. I don't even have to Who would you it. vote for? You know who I want to play in the Knight Rider movie. Oh, I know who you want. Daniel Day-Lewis. That's right. Daniel Day-Lewis. Should be Knight Rider. <laughs> he can Daniel play any Day role. Lewis. Yeah. He could do it. He could do it as a cripple. He could do it as a very strange, racist <laughs> New Yorker from the 19th century. He could do it as a... <laughs> can you a, imagine uh, he gets out of Kit and he's got a handlebar mustache? <laughs> he's just like looking over at something. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be great. If the guy riding the Knight Rider car just like, you know, when they saw bad guys, Kit, the door would fly open from Kit... And Michael Knight would fly out of the front door wielding, like, seven knives and start throwing knives at people. <laughs> it would totally defeat the purpose of the show. Kid has, like, lasers, and yet Michael Knight decides to be a knife-throwing. That would be fucking awesome. Michael, I don't do think that. you should throw knives. I can take care of them. Oh, can I turbo well, boost over the mic? Well, maybe if they were all Spicks and German and Irish wasteland people, then I wouldn't have to throw knives at them, Kit. <laughs> but we live in New York. Dad, and when we're from New York, we don't accept foreigners. And I'm going to throw knives. That's my Daniel Day-Lewis from uh, Kings That's of New York. Daniel impression. Day-Lewis from I Kings of New York. That was excellent. <laughs> That's truly excellent. Yeah. So it starts a whole run of 80s movies. Knight Rider has been picked up. The Equalizer, one of run. my favorite shows in the 80s, has been bought up. 
uh, for the like that bunch of already early 70s yeah, but before there, my time. But there's more that are coming out, apparently. There's a whole bunch of like 80s ones. I, I have heard rumors that there is a possibility of a Gimme a Break movie in the works, although I can't figure what? out why. Is that the Kit Kat? Is that the yeah, Kit Kat movie? That's what I heard. No, no, no. no that's do you, the do you remember Nell break. Carter? You don't remember Gimme a Break? This is the worst show exactly. ever. Ugh. I agree. Is that like Mama's Family? Is there going to be a Mama's Family movie? Because that would be the worst. Do you guys remember Mama's, Mama's family? family? Yeah, that was um, oh. what's her face, the, the comedian lady for the Carol Burnett show. Yeah, for the Carol Burnett show. The woman from the Carol Burnett show, not Carol Burnett herself, yeah, yeah, yeah. but the, the other woman. Right, right. That was a the bad show. It wasn't even on a real Comedy station. Woman. It went straight to syndication. It's like the straight to uh, DVD movies. This one, it went straight to syndication. Never had a, a run on an actual network. That's that's bad. I mean, that's that's bad. Well, you could be in Mama's family if you weren't a German or an Irishman or a Jew. Now stand there while I throw <laughs> knives at you. <laughs> oh, I'm afraid Daniel yes. Day-Lewis would not have a part in Mama's family. The butcher's yeah. not pleased with you, Mama. Step out of the way. This is my city. In the meantime, all these other ones, all these other things, it's like remade day. Like the Poseidon, like the uh, new Poseidon movie. I don't understand why you need to remake a movie about the Poseidon ship. But they decided they would do that, so well, they, apparently know, they just what, run out of ideas a, in Hollywood. You know, I, I barely know. Oh that yeah, that the Poseidon movie Adventure. Existed. Barely. When I was a kid, I saw that movie. It's like Gene Hackman and some other people were in it. Yeah. Oh, was that the it's movie ridiculous. where they oh, do the big like, car chase? No, the Poseidon Adventure, where the the was cruise ship flips Greg, over. Or and, was that before they had talked? It's where they had like barbershop quartets open it up. Exactly. And then you see some text on the screen. It's Descend to 15,000 feet. <laughs> 15 degrees exactly. to Exactly. They opened up everything. <laughs> right. When the, when the big wave comes in to knock over the ship, they go, It's a big wave. Here comes the ship. It flips around and down the trap below the deck. So, yeah. Dum, 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 dum. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. big wave. <laughs> Ah, uh, oh, the Poseidon Adventure. Very entertaining flick. I saw it back on the talkies. Yep, that's right. So they decided to redo that and, and I make think a new one. But like this week. Yeah, she. <laughs> what? Oh, no. no. She she I've referred it to a previous character. Oh no. Yeah. help us. Yeah. Oh, I'll show you gosh. democracy when you show me a lack of bestiality, see? <laughs> I mean, one of the things that I don't understand um, about the, the need to remake everything, I've started to realize that a lot of the movies that I thought were almost entirely original, like I saw Ocean's Eleven, I know it's ridiculous, Ocean's Eleven has been out forever, but I finally saw the whole thing in its entirety on like TNT the other day, and I didn't realize that that was a remake of a previous movie called Ocean's Eleven. I had mm-hmm. no idea that that Red was a case. Isn't that uh, apparently, uh, Yeah. That's like the, the eleven hour long movie, right? No. Oh. No. Sorry. No. Yeah. Wait, can I So why is it why can't they do new movies? Totally new movies. There should be They're a way stupid. to like come up with ideas, you know? They're idiots. Well, why do we exist? Can I, can because I there aren't enough funny people out there right to entertain us and make us not do our own show. <laughs> we should all be watching T V right now, but we were so bored we had to do a show ourselves because everybody else is stupid. <laughs> That's why. That's true. Except for our listeners who are not stupid. We like you. They're not. Uh, yes, Andy, what you're saying is no real talent when they hear it. Up, <laughs> stop sucking up to the listeners. You guys are stupid. You one. listeners. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> no, you're not. You listeners. Remember, Andy is you playing dig. Stupid. 
You Remember, like Andy is playing the role of Dig today. Abused. So Dig just said you were okay. stupid listeners. Dude, no, I'm going to vent about something that will just piss off a lot of our listeners too, Greg. So, uh, Yay! Oh, I'm going to tell you why I hate New York. And I do. I'm really starting to hate New York. New York City. I think the mafia the is getting to your connection. Because when I heard you the say New York, fine. it was like, why I hate... That's right, I hate New York. <laughs> New York City. New York City. Okay, so it's, why do you hate New York City? <laughs> it's just a terrible place. It really is. You know, all you listeners from New York, you know, I think you're probably terrible people, too, because that's why it's a terrible place. Because of the people. Right. The people yeah. in New York people are just are obnoxious. Stupid. And there are That's too right. many Jews <laughs> in New York. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't mean wait, to offend gotta... that demographic. Right, exactly. Can we all not offend the demographics at all? Quite a bit of overlap. All the but I wasn't smell actually like going for that. New York, New York, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> actually, the, the right. smell isn't so bad yet. That will come in the summer. But uh, the people oh, are obnoxious. They're rude. They spit. They spit Andy, on the do you street have, do you have a specific, subway. A specific example of how this happened? Or? It's true. And they okay. will spit on you, especially if you're a Jew, Listen, New York City. I was walking with somebody, a, a New York defender. Uh, not from New York, but she had just moved here. Thought, thought it was just great. And I was trying to explain to her why it's horrible. And she, she, she told me... It's a great place. I don't know what you're talking about. And specifically, I have no idea what you're talking about with the spitting. No, I've never seen anybody <laughs> spit in New York. And anybody who's been to New York knows people spit all the time in New York. I mean, that's yeah, you walk down the street and people are just spitting. And they just like baseball. In the subway, on the platform. Baseball players spit everywhere. Spit. And we love baseball. Right. That's true. They vomit. But at least we want to be like out. In New York, players. I don't know what they're spitting. So we're walking <laughs> along. She's trying to convince me that New Yorkers don't spit. We come around a corner literally like maybe a minute or two, maybe, maybe I'll say maybe five minutes later, and we had moved on in conversation. And we're going around a corner. A man's coming around the corner at us. We can't see him yet. He comes around the corner not seeing us, and, you know, when they spit, they, they don't want to hit themselves, so they spit to the side. So we're going to basically walk into his, his side if we both keep going, except we stop because he turns and spits right on her. Not knowing that she's there because he's just coming wow. to this corner and there's a building in the way. Hits her square That's in the awesome chest. awesome irony. That's awesome. Is that not That's great? Awesome. Yeah. And, and, awesome. and, and here's the worst part. She's really, awesome. she's a hypochondriac. So she imme- immediately says to me, can I possibly get some kind of disease like from this? And I said, well, you know, I don't know you that well. But I'm going to guess that you've made out with some random guy in a bar. It can't be any worse. In fact, it's probably far better than that. So she probably hates me this now. This is a you quality Andy like response. Funny. Those of you who That's think that Andy doesn't is. piss people you off on a regular basis, this is what Andy does all the time. <laughs> She's like, Andy, am I going to be okay? Well, you're probably a whore, so I doubt it'll have any effect. <laughs> I was just thinking that. Well, really? Honestly, That's tab classic how can you worry about the guy spit on your chest and you know what you else? basically let another you know what else? guy or many guys spit in your mouth? I mean, and when this, you oh, spit people, you're basically spitting in their This is what would happen to Andy, though. Andy would say that, and then, like, uh, you know, if he wasn't already involved with somebody, Andy would say that, and, like, fast forward three hours, and she would be making out with Andy, somehow, for some reason, ding, because ding, something ding, Andy said had made her attracted to that. But, 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 but suggestive, but suggestive, and, and, and uh, yeah, definitely, see? like, yeah. definitely made the the offer. No wonder Andy yeah. has a bizarre view of the world. 
Yes, so you look I like mean, you've got some interesting antibodies. Can you kill homeless <laughs> spit? Come here, young man. It wasn't even a homeless man. It was a guy <laughs> in like a suit. That's what kills me about New York. It's not like you can't stereotype it. They're all disgusting. Old women puking up pink stuff with they spit in pink the stuff and throw up on the floor. <laughs> I don't want to live what? in New York no more. And they're Jews. <laughs> what is with this? For those of you who do not know, Russell Lakeoverman is himself previously Jewish. In a, he in a was previous previously a Jew, and he'll spit on you, and he smells like poo, New York City. <laughs> I'm going to put this on an album, and it's going to yeah, go uh, crazy. The Midwest is going to love the hell out of this song. Oh, uh, uh, will. David is actually... Every other David is pumping his fist right now. Song, except for <laughs> yeah, New, York, exactly New York, including New England and, and the, the Middle Atlantic states. It's pretty much only New York City. And, and upstate New York will pretty much dig it, too. I'm People go in Buffalo hate New York City. Connecticut and New Buffalo, Jersey will not like the song. They hate New York City. Connecticut, New, oh, New Jersey should, though, because New Jersey pretends to be part of New York while New York kind of laughs in New Jersey. I don't get people from New Jersey who are like, yeah, New York. That's true. Especially like Knicks fans. They're like, how can you be a Knicks fan? You've got your own team there. But, you know, they're, well, they, they but pretend the, to be New Yorkers. The Meadowlands is just a total weird thing because you have half the teams in the Meadowlands are New York teams and the other half are New Jersey teams. It doesn't make any sense. Like the Giants yeah, play they're, in the they're, Meadowlands they're and the Jets play well, in the Meadowlands yeah. and they're New York supposedly. New Jersey people have no <laughs> self-respect. They don't. They, exactly. And like, New Yorkers like, sort of feel like they've annexed New Jersey already and that it's not a real state. Hey, a lot of my relatives live in New Jersey. Throw Take their, it easy, you people. Annex it to yeah. throw their waste there. What can you possibly? Exactly. I mean, they're just you New have Jersey New York, is just and then you have New York's garbage bin. But New York's garbage bin obviously still belongs to New York because it's its garbage bin. It's right? like liking the pretty girl in your class who doesn't care about you at all. In fact, hates you and just wants to use you to do her homework. Yeah, but that's, that's, what New that's a good is. example, because that's kind of fun to do. Like, it's still fun to like that girl, even though she hates you and you have no shot. Yeah, exactly. So I exactly. don't know. That's how the New Jersey yeah. people are. <laughs> they they, really they stay out from New York, and they're really from New Jersey. That's northern you Jersey. You wouldn't consider southern your garbage Jersey. can to be a whole other territory. That belongs to you. It's your garbage southern can. Southern Jersey has its own. They do have self-respect. They do. They don't consider oh, like themselves Princeton? to be New Yorkers. Oh, yeah. Princeton is a whole Princeton, different place. Southern Jersey, what? Princeton has too much respect, you could argue. I was, Isn't that like mid, mid-southern? further south. All right. It's yeah. mid-Jersey, maybe. Mid-Jersey. I'm thinking, you know, Camden. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's already Atlantic City. dirty Baltimoreans. Or <laughs> Marylanders. <laughs> what is wrong with and all you people? I refer to Marylanders. Whenever I drive the through Maryland, I to roll down the car window, and I scream out the window, You bunch of Marys! You're all Marys! It really entertains oh, me to do that. that. They must really hate that. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite things I, to do. Uh, the drive around Maryland. You bunch of Marys. Look at you. You're a Mary. <laughs> and they all are like, uh, I've right. done that before. I'm not kidding. I'll do it again. Oh, I, I believe you. That's the sad thing. Is that I think it. it's probably true. It's probably accurate. So the moral of the story is we're all racist and evil and bacteria-laden whores. Oh, Andy, I wanted to say, by the way, that I was driving along the road the other day, and I passed a horse trailer on the back of which said something or other stables, and it was Ocala, Florida. It was one of the places where yeah, it was Yeah, Ocala's horse country. It's the, it's the number one place in, uh, part, uh, outside of Kentucky where thoroughbred horse winners come from. That's what we're known for. Steinbrenner has a farm down there, in fact. Yeah, oh, really? That's, that's Ocala's calling card is, 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 the, is horse farms. 
You didn't Brooke know that, Greg? I haven't told you that before. The farm. No, I, I, oh, may, I mean, like, there are like, like a thousand farms there. You oh, wish really? you lived there, not New York, because they have stables and horses and lots of glue and no Jews. <laughs> oh, Kella, <laughs> well, you came and you gave me your horses, and I'm never oh gonna... Man. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> this is really bad. Jokes. The following portion of MemReport 29 is a rather serious discussion of the merits and demerits of Dig.com. If you are a child below the age of 18, make sure you get your parents' permission before listening to the rest of the show. If you are a parent above the age of 18 who hates the internet or are confused by things like .com and Dig, please get the permission of your children before listening to the remainder of the show. We have to say, first of all, we always want to thank everyone who comes to listen to us from everywhere. We want to thank people from the World of Warcraft boards. I am a former World of Warcraft player. We want to thank you guys. And for those of you coming from dig.com, we just want to warn you guys coming in. We're not in any way in this discussion going to be making negative comments that relate to you, the listener. You guys are great. We're glad to have you here. But, and I'm going to let Russ sort of take the lead on this, and then Andy, who wasn't really a part of it, can comment on it. We're going to be discussing tonight at the MEP report, I think it rhymes with abrupt or unblupt. I think the word I'm looking for is corrupt. And Russ is going to explain to you about dig.com and corruption <laughs> right now. Russell Guberman. Oh shit, but all my notes uh, are related to why dig.com is abluption. So now I don't know how to <laughs> respond to that. That was big.com, dude. That was big.com. So yeah, Russ, explain oh, what we did right. and okay. why these people suck. And yeah. Okay. Basically, uh, part of my brainstorm as the MEP Report promotion manager was I wanted to find a way that we could expose the MEP Report to Internet people. And it seemed like a lot of websites, you know, you have to go through a lot of bureaucracy and a lot of politics. However, there was this one shining beacon of democracy, supposedly, right, which was called DIG, where no matter who you are or what you come from, as long as you relate to the content on the website, which is basically technology-type stuff, then if the users vote for you, they can put you on the front page, and, and all of a sudden thousands upon thousands of people can access your thing. Right. If, you know, if they support you to the tune of enough people voting for you to be on the front page. It's, it's so like said, well, ultimate democracy. The way. Exactly. And that was the point, which was like, fine, if all of these web administrators don't want to pimp the MEP report unless we start sending them checks, then we're going to do it the democratic way, because we believe the internet is the most democratic medium there is, and by all means, let's use the most democratic website of them all, so we'll go to dig. And we have like, since tried to pimp three separate stories on dig.com, all of them relevant to technology. One was about when I broke the story about Ramtha being a cult, because A, there's a, a quantum physics relation there, and B, it's a movie, which is a category on dig movies. Yeah. The second story was the lecture on meeting MySpace through, or meeting MySpace, good. Meeting women through MySpace. MySpace through women. How to meet MySpace.com yeah. through women. Talk to women, they'll tell you about MySpace. Hi, right. sexy. Do you know anything about MySpace.com? Because yes, I'd I really like to learn. <laughs> <laughs> so... So that was obviously relevant because there's a lot of MySpace-related stuff on the website. The third story, which we did more recently, had to do with uh, – what was the third story? I don't even remember. Oh, it was the cocaine in World of Warcraft yeah, story. Yeah, thanks our World of Warcraft it, listeners. Which was an old – it was a very old MEP report clip of us relating World of Warcraft to drug-related addiction, right? All of them totally appropriate for dig.com. Absolutely. And what we found each of the three times – was we got enough support from the base community that's searching through these stories and voting for them to get on the front page. And each time, when we were on the precipice of getting just enough votes to get tens of thousands of people to look at the MEP report, a moderator would come on to dig 
and he would pull it. Like, literally minutes before, it would be able to be on the front page of Dig, one of the most popular websites in the world. And so we thought to ourselves, well, why, why is this happening? We're, we're appropriate, we're getting voted for, democracy should prevail, and we should be on the front page. Right. But it turns out that Dig is, in fact, not a beacon of democracy. Nope. It is, in fact, not one of the coolest websites. Although very popular, a lot of traffic, but no does not believe in any of these ideals that it it's, says that it does. The whole it's a beacon of democracy if you believe that, Soviet, that the Soviet Union was a bastion of democracy. Like when they went in and they were told 100% of the people voted for you know the current Kremlin leadership. If you thought that was democracy, then dig is democracy. Otherwise, dig is not democracy. Exactly. The whole point, the reason why they're as popular as they are, is because of this myth that users somehow control all of the content on Dig. Exactly. And that's not true. And I'm going to prove to you that it's not true. I don't have to give you any anecdotal evidence like I just did. I'm going to prove to you logically by the guidelines of Dig itself that it yeah. does not, in fact, support democratic control. And then when Russ is finished, I have some evidence myself form. which comes from Dig in addition to some external websites that confirm this. So again, uh, we want I'm to reiterate... I'm devil's advocate, by the way, guys. Okay, I you will can play devil's advocate. So you, we we are fair and balanced here in the MEP report. I will be representing, uh, and and I'm an attorney, so I'm used to representing people that I don't always agree with 100. percent So I will I will take their side here. Oh come on, and Andy. give them some representation. You only I'll, represent I'll the poor. Okay. You only represent the poor and downtrodden. I thought you always believed in who you defended. <laughs> well, it's fine. Hey, I had to represent determinism last week, so it'll be a good break from. <laughs> I'll actually get to argue for something I believe in. Okay. Oh yeah. Argument. Number one, which is there is a byline, part of the guidelines in DIG, and what they do is they say that any moderator at any time can remove a story for any or no reason whatsoever. Yep. To give you an analogy, let's say there was a story, there's a lot of sciencey stories on DIG. Let's say there was a story <laughs> about some cybernetic goat that had been developed in a lab, okay? And it was a really cool goat, and obviously the diggers were really excited about this story because there has never been a cybernetic being before. Right. And then let's also posit that there is this dig moderator who has an unusual fondness for goats. Hey, can you and come you up with a name been Russ, down for, for this moderator so we can like put a face with a name? Because the creator of the site yeah, is called Kevin. Jimmy, Jimmy well, the moderator. This, the creator of the site is called Kevin. So why don't we call him Kevin, Kevin the oh, moderator? Oh, Kevin Rose. Kevin Rose. Yeah, let's say Kevin Rose. Let's say Kevin Rose <laughs> had an unusual affinity for goats. He really likes goats a lot. And, you know, this is something that's been passed down through his family, so it's, it's sort of understandable. Many men in the Rose family over generations have really, really been fond of goats. Wait, I don't like how this is going. Hypothetically, right? <laughs> Hypothetically speaking. And so let's say this story about cybernetic goats really gets to Kevin Rose, and he says, hey, I have a love for goats in their natural state of beauty. I don't want to oh read God. this story about some scientific corruption of my beloved goats, so I'm going to remove the story. The point is, he would be totally within his right, as the DIG guidelines say, to remove the story, even if 17,000 people voted for the cybernetic goat story. Right. Kevin Rose, one guy, could say, screw this, I'm sending it back. Right. That yep. is reason one why dig.com is not a democracy. And, and, and that's let me, true. That's by and their let me just say, let me just say before Andy gives his point-counterpoint to this, let me just uh, add to that, that part of the problem we have with this is not the fact that Dig can do I mean, they're a private website. They can do what they want. But this BS myth they have about how they are the ultimate bastion of democracy and how users control content, including the emails that I'm going to read you guys in a little bit from Dig saying the same kind of, you know, the drinking the same Kool-Aid about how they're all democratic is obviously belied 
hide by this garbage of the fact that Kevin Rose, if he likes mechanical goats in Russ's theory, could or does not like mechanical goats, could just kill the story immediately. So our problem is not that he can do it. Our problem is the hypocrisy about claiming that it's this super democratic thing. Now, Andy, with a counterpoint. Well, we were removed, if I follow this correctly, because we were counted as spam. So it wasn't that he, somebody randomly said, I don't like these guys and removed us. They said, well, that's and not, we got that's an not the argument, this. though. The argument oh. is that they don't need a reason, that they could do it for whatever reason. Yeah, they we'll want. get to the spam thing. But we can argue, I, I'm fine with saying, in, in principle, we are against the idea that they can do whatever they want. I mean, ultimately, they are providing a forum. The reason they say they can do whatever they want is not so they can abuse. It's so that they can regulate the forum and not have to put up with having to come up with this rock-solid excuse every time when it might be that they just feel like there's something that's not quite right about it, and they don't want to have to justify it. And, and that's, that's their prerogative. They set up this great it forum. It's, it's also a reason why they're not democratic. Bingo. They're not well, fine. democratic. Okay. Look, I'm not sure that if you ask them, you know, are you a perfect democracy, they would say yes, and we stand by that. They would say we try to be democratic, but we want to give ourselves an out oh, so no. we don't have to have long email arguments. But, Andy, I disagree right. with you on that because when I read you the email from the dig people, the dig support people, you will see that what they say is that it had zero to do with them and almost always does, that it is always up to the users. So they are the ones who play this, the users are always right theory, not us. Do you see but what I'm saying? you know what? In, in, in this case, and I know that you'll argue with this, but they're going to say it was the users because that's how we got reported to them. You, yeah, uh, Russ will hit that. Reported us as spam. Russ will hit that when we get to the why transparency is good argument, <laughs> I imagine. I am. I've got, okay. I've got one more analogy, and this okay. has to do with transparency, which is we've looked at the dig site. They claim they're a democracy, and they claim that you know users run the thing. However, there is no accountability at all for them to actually prove that this is true. Because you can look at how many digs something is getting, but whenever something mysteriously disappears off the website, which we've seen happen three times, yep. there is no reckoning at all. There's like, well, what happened? Oh, somebody voted for it as spam. Do you have any records of this? No, we don't release records of that. We just do it. So exactly. obviously this provides them an you know, unlimited ability to abuse themselves and to abuse other people by saying, well... It was just removed because it was bad. self abuse We don't have to release any records to prove it. What's that? <laughs> no, no, don't ask about that one. A, a euphemism for masturbation. Well, yes, this is kind of a mental masturbation thank exercise. Thank you for all of up on that. Yeah. But the one thing I want to add it to is. that, by the way, and is, is the one thing I want to add to that, and then I'll let Russ go on, is that the, the idea about... Um, the transparency argument is they have this thing, which Russ may talk about, which is called DigSpy, which is supposed to give you a real-time view of what's happening in Dig at any given time. So you can monitor which stories are getting what. Now, I monitored in at least three of the cases, one or the other of us, like one of the four of us, one of the, you know, Russ story or myself. I don't think Andy was uh, awake when we were doing this because it was always at night. But, you know, one of yeah, these times. like always at four in the morning. Yeah, exactly. I have to turn off my BlackBerry because there's like 30 uh, excited uh, messages back and forth. We're, we're getting close. Close to the top, guys. I'm, like, I'm trying yeah. to just get some sleep. It's like four o'clock. We're trying to break you your BlackBerry, jobs? Andy. <laughs> I mean, seriously, do you guys have jobs? It's four in, in the morning. I mean, at, at least in the West Coast, you guys, it's only one in the morning. Greg is right. up at four in the morning. But that's at Dig not on a school night. So. Let's just keep that in mind. That's not on a school night. <laughs> but anyway, no. One of the things I wanted to, the one thing I wanted to say about that was, 
if you look at this dig spy, one of us was monitoring the dig spy in each of these cases, and we never saw enough of these sort of spams and lames and everything else to be able to qualify. We would have maybe two, maybe three. And since there's some mysterious algorithm of how many digs to how many spams, like, for example, we've seen a couple of stories hit the front page which have, like, 28 digs. So 28 people voted for it. We have no way of knowing how much spam there was. All we know is that our things have gotten up to, like, 35, 36. Our one thing had gotten up to, like, 36 digs in five hours, and then it gets pulled. We never saw any kind of lame or spam or anything else. And the response I got when I asked this question to the dig people was, they said, well, dig spy doesn't really, you know, keep track of all of that. So basically, it is completely non-transparent. Like, they could just make it up. Oh, I think I'm going to have 10 spams for you and five lames, and let's add in a twist of this is a duplicate story. I mean, like, there's no external control at all. If they tried to make this, you know, on some other thing that was much more important, like some, you know, like if American Idol tried to base their voting for people of America based on this, they would be laughed off of the air more than they already are because they would realize that there is no integrity to the process. Like, there's nobody you can turn yeah. to and say, give me this, these records. This is- the equivalent like of being like, well, you know, if I really didn't like George Bush going into the 2000 election or the 2004 election more recently when I actually voted against George Bush, and if there was a special button where I could set George Bush as spam and then all of a sudden that cancels out 150 million votes that went George Bush's way, that's the equivalent of what's going on in Dig. It's like, he look, he's won the election. And no, don't you wish you oh, could do that, Russ? It looks like <laughs> Russ Gooberman has voted him as spam. We're going to have to remove his candidacy. Yeah. How unfortunate. 120 million people desires be erased. For, oh, it would be fantastic. Would that not I would have been love great? it. See? And I would love it See, because that's, that's it's, what the dig, it's, dig people it's are saying. not democratic. <laughs> it's right, not democratic. It's not democratic, and it would suit well, me look, and me only. And of course, I love things like that. I'm not going to argue that it's democratic. I'm not going to argue it's democratic, but I will argue that they made the right decision. How about that? Because they want to take me on there to do. Nope, I'm going to argue that they were right that we are spam. What? Oh yeah. Because I mean, I'll agree with you. We weren't creating legitimate news articles. That's, we that's what I want to talk about. We were not a legitimate news article. Oh, but wait a minute, though. That, right? that is a good ar- I'm glad you brought that up because this, this is one thing I want to cover, which is what qualifies to be a story on Dig? Because presumably <laughs> yes. you could say, well, these guys are just trying to pimp their website yeah. and they don't have anything real on there, and so therefore they should never be on Dig. However, I'm going to argue with this. A, the only difference between what we do and what 100 bazillion other websites who want to pimp themselves through Dig is that we have audio news or audio commentary, whereas other people have written commentary. And our stories, for instance, me breaking the fact that Romp is a cult, something very, very few people know, but is something that a lot of people would be interested in and is tech-related. The fact that I discovered a secret tactic to win over women on MySpace.com, something a lot of people would want to know, completely serious story, (laughs) not a lot of people know about it. And remember, a lot of the stories that are on the front page right now are linked to website blogs and things like that. It's not like every one of these links Mm -hmm. to, like, the New York Times, because if they did, you wouldn't need to put it on Dig. Dig's whole argument is that you take these more obscure news stories, or not always obscure, but you take news stories from different sources, and then whether it's on New York Times or whether it's on, you know, like, joeschmoblog.com, you put it up there for the community. So it's not like there's any kind of vetting process that makes this different, you know? Sure, it's news. The only difference is news. that people go to the website. What, what happened is they would click over. I'm assuming any dig users who report us as spam, like, clicked over to the map report, and they're like, audio, 
I don't want audio. I want written news. When anything's written, I know that it's true because it's words telling you things. When it's people, people are liars. I don't listen to people. I only listen to words on a page. That makes no sense. Anybody could write okay. anything that could be total bullshit, but just because we recorded an audio form, it's not news. Have you heard of the radio? Come on. The radio. <laughs> yeah. All right. Our news, so to speak... One of them was that video games are as addictive as crack cocaine, I believe one of them was. Uh -huh. I'm not really sure that that's news as much as something funny to talk about. Because, I don't know, maybe I was wrong. Did any of us really believe this? I mean... I absolutely, I do. No, absolutely. I really do. You, you, I really believe that. You actually and believe... Hey, hey not only us, who is Andy. Who's not only years, us. years studying yeah. addiction and studying drug use and studying... MMORPGs when By I play the way, them. So not I only us. You realize that studying <laughs> is different than using, right? <laughs> but, but Andy, not only Absolutely. us, it's not only us that believe this. If you look at the website, because I know there are at least six or seven different World of Warcraft guild pages that linked this story because I went over to the World of Warcraft okay, boards and posted Greg, the story. I went to every uh, one of them. They link it yeah. as a joke, Greg. And then people who thought it was news come on and say, that's not true. You're right. About half of them said something like that. A lot of them said it was they thought it was a really it was funny comedy. There were also a couple of people it's, who said things that sound funny, but if you they said things like, I'm just fine and I'm not at all ways connected and they're like, Now excuse me while I go get my fix slash log in. Now that's funny, right? But certainly there's a grain of truth, you know, associated with people looking at it and oh, going, there may you know, have been a grain of truth. They were they making did, another you know. joke too. Well, they sure. Were making so people, but I mean, too, Greg, who were just sure, said, of course yes, this was WOW funny. destroyed my life after cocaine destroyed my life. They equally That's destroyed my true. life, and I believe they're equally addictive. And like several people said that. And thank you for talking about this because you guys are right. People should know That's to right. stay away from these games just as much as they should know to stay away from drugs. <laughs> well, all right. I'm not going to go down that road <laughs> with Russ, but I think that's a little bit over the top because I actually think you can all play right. these games without being addicted to them. But I agree with Andy like in the sense that, of course, this is like, you know, there's obviously we're a comedy show, and but as you guys know, we're a comedy show that will occasionally do serious discussions. See episode 28.1, Discussion of Determinism, as an example. And clearly there, although we're talking about something which is funny, there's a degree to which there's a serious element to it besides that if you look at any of the standard front page stories that end up on dig a lot of them are things like this let me give you an example of something which hit the front page yesterday when we were talking about the subject about what we were going to say tonight one of the big articles that hit the front page was drunk monkeys act just like drunk humans and the comments under this story were things like lol these monkeys are a riot i think it's hysterical that reminds me of when i was in college if anybody thinks that this was a seriously intended news story to make people go you know i I've often wondered if orangutans would act like to humans fair, when drunk, and now I know for to sure. To be fair, I mean, come on. It was, in, it was in written form. They read about the monkeys. They didn't listen to the monkeys. Oh, that's and true. That's the so as long as it's written comedy and not audio comedy, then obviously it's clearly yeah. more newsy. It's kind of a newsy no, story at that point. These people want text on a page. They're like, they start listening. They're like, Whoa, this is radio. Radio was invented for blind people. There was never yeah. a real radio. This is garbage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah absolutely. That's not news. It's radio. So, okay, just guys. Cuba Gooding I just Jr. looked up the Drunk Monkeys article. The Drunk Monkeys article is actually about a real-life study. It's from the Discovery Channel News. The fact that you would take that and say, you made it sound like it was somebody's drunken posting on a blog or something. It's did you see the, did you see the comments? Happened. Did you see the comments on the Drunk Monkey story? No. Okay. I don't think the comments matter. It doesn't matter what people think about it. It matters what it actually is. 
It's actually from the bars story. I've been. Really, let me give you an example, okay? Because the only reason I'm bringing this up, Andy, is because the people who vote for this were the same people who made comments in this way. Like, for example, the number one comment on this article has 92 digs. That means that 92 people liked what this guy had to say in his comment. Comment from the bars I've been to. Drunk humans act like monkeys. Can I have a grant? Next comment. Interesting. Both drunks I've run across act more like an ass than a monkey. Next comment. Pure genius. Right. Monkeys drinking um, alcohol get drunk. What's next? So, Monkeys that eat McDonald's every day get fat? Say it ain't so. Since when did Jethro from the Beverly Hillbillies become a scientist? Do any of these seem like legitimate, you know, responses based upon, wow, that's really fascinating that monkeys are, you know, connected to But it doesn't to matter if the, the whole thing's a joke. Are, are legitimate. Sure it does, because no. that demonstrates I mean, the mindset. People put it up there because it was a the funny, the story had a... I believe that people put it up there because the story had a funny reaction to it, but that doesn't mean that the story itself is a joke. Maybe Monkeys you're right about that. show highly individual responses in their choice to drink alcohol excessively, agreed Kathleen Grant, a senior scientist at the Oregon National Primate Research Center. There are important parallels to human alcoholism. That's not funny. The fact that the story is about monkeys drinking is funny to some people. I'm not saying the Dig users are looking for real news. I'm just saying if Dig itself, the people who run it, want it to be about real news stories, you can't just say, well, we're just like these stories. This story is, is about a legitimate piece of news. Andy, I want you to tell me what makes up a real news story. It has to be about something that actually happens in the world and that has some authority to it. I'm not saying there's anything what wrong does authority with, mean? with... What does authority mean? It means that somebody that you can trust because of either because of their education or because of their position and their experience is telling you something about the world. It can't just be so whatever saying, anybody happens to write on their website or has, happens to talk about. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that we can't create news. I'm just saying that we choose not to. Is the rump the story news? I think that, are you actually reporting that from some source, or is it just something that we made up? <laughs> I mean, no, it's something that happened to me. We didn't make me. it up. It didn't it make it up to at me. all. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, come on. And I, I went through the that meeting that myself. Happens to an, that happens to an individual is news. It's not like Peter Jennings used to come on every day and say, so today what happened to me? And, you know, here's how you find out about the world. What happened to me? New, I mean, that, that news is, reporters talk about what's happening in When you send a news reporter the into world. the middle of Hurricane Katrina, they'll say, this is what's happening to me. Mailboxes are flying by my head why you right care now. About it. This it's, is news. You don't care there about it because it's happening about to, to that me particular right person. Now. This is self-evident. Yeah, but Nobody cares about it because it's happening to that particular person. It's because it's happening to enough people that it's affecting the world. I want to know what the, what the weather's like where the weather person happens to be standing, unless Andy, it's an interesting stories, phenomenon. Half the stories in the news are about some feel-good story about some mom who, you know, risked her life and saved up lots of money so she could buy something for her downtrodden kid. That's a news story that you see all the time. Because and it's it telling you about anybody. society in general. Because that's the thing oh, you about society in general. So things can be representative of society in general, even if they're about one specific person and don't affect a lot of people. <laughs> right, but the point of those news stories is not to just say, this is what, what's happening and we're going to tell you what's happening based on one person's okay, objective but, or subjective so instance, situation. If there were a it's movie that, you just that we're trying to recruit person. people for a cult and one person's experience of this proved this point... And it could affect a lot of people insofar as they like a movie that actually supports a cult-like organization. Is that news? The thing is, objectivity is important in news. It can't just be, it's not like you let any person get on the newscast and say, this is what happens to me. When you do stories that are, are pieces about a particular person's life, it's somebody other than the newscaster. 
you don't just expect the person to get on and start talking about themselves because then you don't have objectivity. Objectivity is one of the first things that you learn in journalism school. So when, mil- when news reporters were embedded with various military units in the Iraq war, was that, ob- was that objective? Because all they're reporting on is what they see and what you know, the that officers that they're surrounded with wide- it was lambasted all over the place that, that there were, they lost objectivity because of their, the fact that they were embedded and everything was fed to them. But in general, the story was objective compared to what you're talking about because they weren't, they weren't t- there to talk about themselves. They were t- there to talk about the soldiers. If, they were, if the whole point was we're going to send somebody out there and they're going to spend the time talking about what it's like for them to be standing there, I understand that part of what they say is having been there, I can tell you firsthand and that's valuable but the story itself in general was about the soldiers in the war not about their personal experiences their experiences were just there so they could attest to the fact you know of that there are certain I conditions think, i think that the best news stories are always firsthand reported i think it's just so impractical and improbable that any given news reporter is going to have something important happen to them personally you just don't see stories like that but whenever it does that is like the top of the line absolute number one promoted story which is you know reporter gets kidnapped or something happens to TV reporter because then they can tell the story themselves and that becomes a much more interesting story. And it's objective yeah. insofar as you describe what you're seeing and feeling as accurately as you can. This but is, nothing's ever Which totally is why objective. you have people reporting this is why you have people reporting from the field. This is why you have people who go to the hurricanes, not just because of they course. want to be, get a camera there, they could do that by being from a helicopter, but because they want right. to feel that there's some sort of, you know, human connection to the news. But but Andy, I wanted to say on top of all this but you on top still of all maintain this business, your objective view of it. I guess. But here's the thing that's important, okay? Beyond all of this, all of these discussions, in a way, are irrelevant because how the news is being reported shouldn't matter. The ones making this decision should be the user community. And the point that we're making to begin well, with is that the user community is not making this decision. We have no way of proving of making the user the community this decision. Is a good thing. I think the place would fall well, but, apart. But they think, think it's a good thing is the point. They think it's a good thing. And that's the point. They claim it's a good thing. I don't think they actually think that. But that's fundamental that. to how they, they got it. their popularity, Andy. But that's how they got okay. their popularity was because they were like, yeah, we don't I'd... control it. You control it. It's all up to you. Yeah. Here's, here's oh, one more quick you know, example. I'm not going to argue that. I think you're right. And I think that you, you just have to talk it up to that's what people do to get popular is they claim things that aren't always 100% true. They're much more mm-hmm. democratic than most sites, though. Uh, not exactly, because it, it, it's a sham. They have the appearance of much more democracy, but they're still sham, able to, they're not only to able like to. 90, 90% oh, of no, more than us. are happy. A lot I mean, of people. Here's, here's happen, a story but, but, people, but of the thousands of stories that get there, the, especially the ones that are linking to the discovery news, I bet those don't get shot down. And you can argue about wh- how they decide what is news, but they can't just rely upon you know the fact that people are going to be submitting only news. I think they don't want to take the time to go listen to broadcasts to make sure that they want to be connected to these to our broadcast. You know, but I think that's the part point of it, is it is that they're worried that with get, the audio it, they'd have to listen to the whole thing to make sure that they're not going to be supporting a you know Nazi broadcast or something like that. That's not their business. But that's not their business at the point when they claim the whole thing is supposed to be democratic. And I should say okay, on top Greg, of that, I've conceded that, the other that they stories... don't really believe it's democratic. I've totally conceded that. You don't have to All win right. that point. They don't actually believe it's democratic. They just say that because it sounds good. I've conceded that. The problem is that Diggs sets up criteria, don't tell people what the criteria are, and then take those criteria and claim in the process that it has nothing to do with them. That given because they want it to be vague the page. for so they example, can make executive real news. 
there are real news stories that would have been in some ways embarrassing to dig, which they pulled off their site. Because I, I would argue, and this is just, this is all completely what we think now. This is no longer, I'm going to argue with the logical guidelines of dig. I think what they've actually set up is a situation where they control, let's say, 30 to 40 accounts out of their central dig office. And so with those 30 to 40 accounts, they'll just shoot down or prop up any story they want, dependent on you know, whether somebody's paying them to get a story up there or whether they just don't like the content or if they don't like the content because somebody didn't pay them. And so therefore, they're going to shoot it down. I mean, here's a story, 791 digs. It's called the Six Minute Project. What it is, is it's a project by these guys who want to ta have people take pictures of what goes on every six minutes of their life. Yeah, very interesting. Like, has almost nothing to do with technology, certainly has nothing to do with news, as we've discussed it over the last 20 minutes. But there it is right. on the front page with 791 digs. Now, you have to ask a question like, is this because these guys know Kevin Rose? Or is it because these guys pay Kevin Rose? Or is it because they have, like... An, a website that has more expensive design than ours, and so it looks nicer, and therefore it's okay. But all these things come into like this weird ground of executive decision-making that has absolutely nothing to do with what Dig says it's all about. And what they say they're all about has nothing to do with how decisions are made at the top. And sure, even if 95% of the stories on Dig are completely legit, voted by users and put up on the front page, the point is, anytime they want... They can, they can quash a story that they don't like that says things that they don't like, exactly. or they can prop up a exactly. story that has no business being there. And at the point that they have the ability to do that, then it's all a complete lie and a complete sham because using that control can absolutely destroy Like if democracy, If the point of democracy is to get controversial things up on the page that people need to know about, and Dig doesn't want controversial things because you're going to piss off advertisers, then all of a sudden you've completely destroyed the whole point of media. So after this stuff happened to us, after beating our heads against the wall for like, you know, the third time, uh, Russ Story and I were all frustrated and everybody went to bed and I was like, okay, I don't understand what's going on, but it's really frustrating, whatever. So here's why this all matters. When I sent an email to the dig people asking them why it was that our third story had been pulled, despite all evidence to the contrary, they sent me back an email saying, well, you know, it's your users pulled it because it was spam. I said, well, how would we know that since I didn't notice it was spam? And they said, well, DigSpy doesn't really notice anything, and we promised the users did it was spam. After I invited Dig to send a representative to appear on the MEP report, I sent them an email asking if either they or Kevin Rose would like to appear. They sent me the following email, and users, listeners out there, you can tell me how you would interpret this email after a very respectful conversation I had had with them. They say this, we'll pass the information along to Kevin Rose, but the subject's already been dealt with and it's a dead issue, so it's unlikely there will be any response. However, our internal spam controls found some potential account fraud linked to you. Do you mind explaining these four accounts? And they list off four of my email addresses. Please respond back or each of those accounts will be banned with an IP lock. Now, Plus we heard you say some bad my, things about goats and Kevin Rose doesn't like that, so please stop. Exactly. And I responded by saying, yes, these are four accounts. Yes, they were voted on by people through my IP address. I didn't realize this was against the terms of service, and I didn't. But I don't think that turning the integrity discussion on me is a good way to get away from the fact that you guys have an integrity problem. Instead of banning me at that point and saying, well, screw off, Greg Wilson from the MEP report, we don't care about you anyway, they send me an email in which they say, oh, no, in no way is this meant to seem like a threat. We just happen to just find account fraud, quote unquote. 
it's suspicious because they all included your name. But we certainly understand you didn't know and didn't read the terms of service. Make no mistake, there was no threat issued. We're happy to not ban your account. In no way was this, this was another really way funny. to respond to you through threats. We respect your concerns yeah. and decisions and sincerely, apolo and sincerely apologize if you felt threatened. Now, if, now words, let me just ask you, oh no, why you wouldn't a podcast? site... Oh, God, exactly. we don't like podcasts because bad exactly. press hurts... Dig. Exactly. Don't hurt Dick. We love you. We're yeah. sorry. Please stop exactly. being angry, Dr. Wilson. I, I think, you know, the I, first of all, I thought it was funny. Like, I, I know the MEP report is getting a rapidly growing listener base, and that's great. But this idea that all of a sudden we've become like, you know, the CBS Evening News is interesting. But for whatever reason, they got this email, threatened me. I didn't back down from the threat. And they immediately, instead of just banning me, this is a site with 800,000 hits a day. What do they care about me? They, will, they fold up like a cheap suit and say, oh, no, no, we're so sorry. We didn't in any way mean to think you were being threatened. Doesn't this suggest to everyone out there a little bit of, yes, we have have something to hide isn't there something a little bizarre about this kind of behavior yeah they don't want bad press dude because they're yeah bogus and they know they're bogus yeah. and people you know they don't want anybody else finding out they're bogus when they get you know exposed on comedy podcasts who usually talk about funny <laughs> things but are now exactly. angry because of bogus bullshit websites <laughs> I mean, well, no, but I mean, like, seriously, like, I, I mean, you know, I, I don't mean to attack anyone for no reason, and I don't think that we have, like, unbelievable re reach or scope, not yet. I mean, you know, we're getting there, but, you know, but the, the point is, there's no way they would react like this unless they didn't feel already extremely sensitive to this kind of behavior. And I mean, that pretty much proves all you need to know about the bogus way in which dig.com is run. It's not democratic. It's a bullshit site, which is trying to get people to come there under the guise of, oh, this is where you control things. But it's clear that it's not. And if it was true, that they would reveal their transparent method immediately. And they are not transparent. And they are bogus. End of story. The sad thing about it is that I really enjoy a lot of the articles on dig.com. And I often can find yeah. articles on the website that I can't find anywhere else. And I'm really interested to read most of them since I like reading. And the people who go news. there are smart yeah. people for the most part. And you they know? Are. But uh, I mean. But you know? anything that goes against the will of dig and not the community, the will of the few administrators and people who run the site, that is the not getting up there because they yeah. don't care about democracy. Yeah. I think it's like the running. So, do we have anything to offer our listeners who don't care at all about Dig? I feel very like little. Offer them something. Very little. Yeah. Uh, you think they're still here, though? <laughs> I mean, no, I, there's I, no chance. <laughs> they, they've hit the well, fast forward uh, button, and then they're like, "Are they still uh, talking about Dig? Oh, they're self-referentially <laughs> talking about when they talked about Dig. Oh, screw that. <laughs> Moving on. I mean, of course there is, and we apologize, and we're a comedy show, but we were just pissed, and we have a right to use there's our bully pulpit to be pissed. This. You know. And don't like here's the other thing. I don't even have a problem with corruption. I don't have a problem with pimping out your website and saying, pay me $100,000 to be on the front page. That's what you openly say you are. You say, here's, I'm a businessman. Pay me money and you'll get on my website. You don't say, I have all these high morals and then take the money behind the scenes. That's what makes you an... That's all I'm saying. You can feel free to bleed me out at any time. Oh, you're, they'll never have heard that at all. You got nothing to worry about. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, and this speaking is just of that, me to be more profane. This, this on that high note, of Narnia of yours. Before this happens, this chronic Lars. <laughs> I should say that we have, gentlemen, reached the end of an hour, and after destroying Dig and then attacking New York, I think it makes hour. sense to stop at this point. Um, we want to remind everybody: next week, Kevin I from Montana will make his appearance on our show. 
Story will be back next week with or without a Barry Bonds home run ball. And if you want to contact us, you know the ways. Email us at storygregrussorandy at mepreport.com. Call us, 206-600-MEP1. And as Russ has told you, please vote for us on Podcast Alley. That's very important as well. And uh, otherwise, um, keep the faith and um, don't do anything with Dig. Unless you're a Dig listener, in which case we don't. We bring you a clip of great presidential candidate and three-time perennial loser, William Jennings Bryant. Hello, I'm William Jennings Bryant, and I would have won the 1917 election, and I would have won in 1912 if I were alive. More likely I was alive in the late 1800s. The point is, the reason I didn't win was because I was voted for spam. People voted for me as spam. My name is William Jennings Bryant. Quashed. Without a T. Bryant. Bryant. Because I was quashed. They voted for me as spam. I will not be crucified at the cross of Dick. my candidacy was ruined. Millions of dollars, well, hundreds of tens of dollars spent. All for naught. Because the silver and gold collective interests and people who weren't populist voted for me as spam and ruined my presidency. This is what happens to democracy, people. The greatest speaker in the history of the country. I can't even be president because I said, they mark me as lame and spam. We got the music going now. Say goodbye, Another day away